calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. And now, a special motorcycle weather report from Progressive. And today, expect mostly sunny conditions with a high on life that can only come from cruising down the road on two wheels. Kids will wave, dogs will bark, and cyclists in padded shorts will instantly regret their chosen mode of transportation. Whereas you, on the other hand, will look super-duper cool. Back to you in the studio. This has been a special motorcycle weather report from Progressive, where every day's a beautiful day to ride with coverage from America's number one motorcycle insurer. Get a quote today and see what you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Did you know that 92% of households that join Peloton early in the year are still active a year later? 92% for a bike? We actually make a rower, too. Who actually knows how to row? Well, our form assist feature can teach you how to row. Cool, huh? Whether it's a scenic row in Mission Bay, San Diego, or an intro to rowing class, Peloton has a class for you. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try the Peloton Row risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Five-week countdown second round would not have been possible after Whitney destroyed my lights, my bench, and my handcuffs if we couldn't find the funding to rebuild our white room. That's why this episode is sponsored by Podcorn. Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities such as host-read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. Fixing up my white room for our latest round wasn't cheap, and finding funding for our rounds used to be the hardest part of planning. Not only did Podcorn help us find sponsors for our rather unique show, but they help millions of podcasters around the world find advertisers and make money on their podcasts. Because of Podcorn, I can afford to fix up my white room, plan even more elaborate puzzles, and even bring in a second unwilling guest. With Podcorn, there is no middleman, which is great for me. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform, set our own rates, and collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. 
You never give up any rights to your podcast, and Podcorn is here to support you at every step and ensure you're protected and compensated for the work that you do for brands. The Marketplace mission is to give podcasters transparency, creative freedom, and full control of how and when we monetize. Click the link in my show notes to sign up for Podcorn and start browsing sponsorship opportunities. And now to our most interesting episode yet. Thanks, Podcorn. Previously on Five Week Countdown. Okay, buddy? He's detoxing. Can't people die from detoxing like this? Without a controlled environment? Yes. Are those nails? Yes. And at the end is a bottle of clonidine to help Hammond. Ah. Ow! Ah, shit! Ah. Okay. Ah, fuck! He's a little upset. It might be because of the photos he unlocked on the phone. Not only are they gruesome, but they remind him of a time when he used to have something to lose. You stay the fuck away from my life! Audio Media presents... Five Week Countdown. This week feels different. I'm not proud of how it happened. Perhaps it's best if we picked up shortly after where we left off last time. I don't mean to. I don't mean to. I was just... Are you ready to talk to me? I don't mean to. Should I take the silence as a no? Let me out of... Hammond? Holy shit. He made it through. What? What happened? What happened? I think we're going to get out of here. We're over two weeks in already. I'm so hungry. How's he doing? You care? He obviously knew you'd detox. This was part of the plan. I knew I'd detox as soon as I realized we were... we were trapped. Why not say something? I don't know you. I don't know you either. Alexander crawled through a vent of jagged metal to get your pills. You did? You don't remember. I wasn't sure. I thought I hallucinated that. It's fine. I have important news for the two of you. Are we getting out of here? (sighs) Not yet. Then who cares? Did Alexander tell you the next clue he found? You found one? Don't you dare. I'll take that as a no as well. You already knew it was a no. Why not? I don't want to think about it. Last week, you gave our guests the answer to the phone password. After helping Hammond recover, Alexander put in the password to unlock the files. In the folder were crime scene photos from a horrific car accident, dated June of 2015. 
Alexander reacted less than pleasantly to the images, but it was my sneaking suspicion that he wasn't just turned off by the sight of blood, and that was your puzzle this week. Why did he react that way? What was the answer? The cell phone? Hey, hey, where is that? I threw it. Is it on my side? Don't play into it. I don't want to hear this sick fucker enjoying messing with us. Found it. Oh my god. Yeah. If they're bad for you, imagine how I feel. I don't understand. Why do we have these? Do you want to tell him, or shall I? What? He meant me. Oh, did I? Come on, Alex. I want the world to hear your story from your lips. No? Fine. You see the first photo on there, Hammond? I don't want to look at this again. You have to. No! Look at the photo, Hammond, or I'll pull the chains to the wall. You can't do that. Try me. Fine, I'm looking. Good. Describe the first photo for me. He won't kill us. Just ignore him. Shut up! I almost died once in here. I don't intend to do this again. Describe the photo. It's a smashed car with blood all over it. And the next one. The side of it, it... Smashed in. Obliterated. Someone rammed right into it. Can we stop? Do you know what that last picture is? You know, don't you? No. Hammond. Now, now. There's a body in the front seat. Whose body? I don't know. Whose body is it? Cut it out. It's my fucking family. My wife. In that picture. And my son in the back seat. How would he know that? You're... Yeah. They were killed in a hit and run five years ago. Spencer would have been seven a month ago. You really should let Hammond answer, Alex. Fuck you. He's a better storyteller. You're not emotional enough. Hammond, would you like to fill in the details? I don't know the story. Of course you do. What are you saying? I don't know. Okay, okay. I'll spill the little secret. On the crime scene photos, in the top right corner, there are a few digits on each. Do you see that? I'm not looking. Then give me the phone. Those numbers, put together in the proper order, point back to a number our audience saw the week prior. A license ID number. For one Hammond Goodman. There's no reason it should. I don't know anything. It was a hit and run. They never found out who did it. But I did. You? You fucking coward. You hit my family drunk. No, it, it was an accident. And this week we asked the audience to vote. Should Alexander kill Hammond to avenge his family? Not a bad idea. It was an accident. I had no idea they died. Until you saw it on the news. <coughs> and you still didn't come forward. That was my wife and my son. You took them away. Because he was so drunk. That's probably the only way he survived. Please. I, I haven't driven drunk again. You and I both know that's not true. You fucking son of a bitch. <sighs> I can't do it. Why not? 
Oh, thank God, I'm sorry. I can't kill someone like this. Being recorded and published. Oh, nice qualifying statement. What? So you won't do it? No. This fucker gets to live. <sighs> Last week, after the audience unlocked the puzzle and put together the numbers, they were rewarded for it. Rewarded with what? This. I need an ambu ambulance on um, Arcadia Street, uh, at the intersection by Main. Please, please, please hurry. My wife isn't breathing. How do you have that? I have ways of getting things. Well, y you've exposed the truth. And I didn't kill the fucker. So now what? How do we keep playing the game? All games have a set of rules, yes. Sure. After our listeners uncovered the truth, after they heard you begging for your wife not to die, they were asked a question. Should Alex's family be avenged. And the vote from the audience was yes. And one of our rules is to always listen to the audience. What? I'm not doing this. I am. The audience has spoken. Rules are rules. Frigid Lake Superior, a fabricated creature birthed from the mind of a disturbed genius stalks the very people who created it. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling author Scott Sigler is a classic tale of science gone horribly wrong. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, it's been hours. You're still not talking to me. I can't believe you did that. Why? You... You killed him. I told you. I had to. It wasn't up to me. What is this, then? You're not at fault because the audience told you to kill someone. I suppose if they told you to jump off a bridge, you'd do the same. I'm not the one in the white room. Maybe you should be. My time is coming. Don't you worry about that. What am I supposed to do with a body in here? You can't keep me in here with him. I'll get sick. Don't worry. I have a solution for that. It's going to get a little chilly in here. I hope those blankets of yours aren't torn to shreds. Did you plan on killing him? No. Then why do you have the air conditioner and the blankets ready to go? I had to plan for every situation. If he was voted to live, then I wouldn't need to freeze the room and the game would play out differently. <laughs> game. You just killed someone. It's not a game anymore. It is to them. Oh, is that why you're doing this? For them? Mostly, yes. Mostly? You're, you're what? Some kind of psycho-vigilante? Killing off the bad people to make the world a better place? 
Alright, Dexter. I'm not doing anything. They voted on what should happen. And you killed him. You did it. Because you chose not to. And what about the audience? Did they even know what they were voting for? They had a choice. They knew the consequences. Everyone makes choices every day. And all those choices have consequences. Oh, spare me the grand speech. You murdered someone and are blaming it on others. That's like the pot calling the kettle black. Hammond was the murderer, not me. You have odd reactions to these things, you know that? What? You don't react like a normal person would. (laughs) I don't know what that means. How am I supposed to react to someone being killed in front of me? Happy. Happy? Yes. The person who killed your wife and child died a painful death. Vengeance should make you feel better. It doesn't. You're certainly not sad, though. What are you feeling? Numb. I suppose you've been numb for a long time. Since they died. I think you've been numb for longer than that. I don't know what that means either. I don't care about your riddles. There we go. Anger. Your default. Gets you in trouble, doesn't it? What are we doing here? We figured it out. Let me go. We figured out one of the mysteries. Hooray. They figured out how we were linked. What else is there? Oh, there's a lot left to discover. Two more mysteries, in fact. But we only need the audience to solve at least one more, and then you're free to go. Great. Let's do that. Okay. Go for it. Are you kidding me? No. Start pulling. Without having screaming, you should be able to move around most of the room now. Oh, well, that's disturbing. Is it? Yes. Maybe for other people. Just pull the chain until it comes off him. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. That's not your first dead body, is it? What am I looking for? Right down to business, huh? You've got a lot of fire in you. You have no idea. Actually, I do. Uh Uh-huh. What's next? You need a lot of help with this, don't you? Yeah, sure. Just tell me. Check Hammond's toilet on his side. Why? There was nothing in mine, and he said there was nothing in his. Humor me. What the fuck? There's a laminated note and a pair of pliers at the bottom. He kept this from me. And what does the note say? A time will come when you need to ply some information out of your partner. Share this if you wish. He wasn't very forthright with information, was he? Secretive sod. Are you familiar with ciphers? No. What is it? Don't worry your pretty little head about it. Or Hammond's. I don't like the sound of that. Ciphers require keys to solve. The audience gets the cipher, and you... Have to find the key. Exactly. Which is... where? I've already given you that information. Well, give it to me again. Even more help, huh? Well, at least I'm taking it seriously now. Blame my idiocy on just watching someone die. I don't think that's it. Come on. Fry. Information. Don't worry your pretty little head. Jesus. 
You did fucking plant something inside of me. I didn't plant anything. And remember, the note could be ambiguous. So, you knew I'd find it after Hammond died, and I'd need to use it on... Oh, dear God. I'm not going to defile a body. Sure you will. Your life depends on it. Plus, if Hammond did end up living, he could have very well used that on you while you were sleeping so you'd finally tell the truth. I have told the truth. I've counted at least six lies so far. Maybe the audience caught them all. Better get to work. I don't know where to start. Surely you've seen a mob movie. A mob movie? They have them where you're from. Hey! Hey, you fucking fuck! Answer me! God damn... Shit! Okay. God damn it. Hammond? I'm going to... need to move your head. Ugh. Disgusting. Oh, you don't need to pretend for me. I don't see... anything in his ears. How about his mouth? Jesus Christ. His tongue? I said mob movie, not snuff film. Mob movie, they... They, they take out the teeth. Ding, ding, ding. Which tooth? Who knows? I'll leave you to it. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, just... <laughs> the, the last one. Oh, he's still bleeding. I'm gonna be sick. Really? Because you looked like you enjoyed that. I've got all his teeth. I still don't see anything. That made me put my finger in his gums. Notice anything about the teeth? They're dirty, like he was a fucking bum. Wait, one of them is gold. A fake tooth. I can smash it open or melt it somehow. You're getting into this too much. You think I was able to hide something in his gold tooth? I don't know what you did. The gold tooth is the cipher key. What? It's not a literal key. Do you know the elemental symbol for gold on the periodic table? No. I don't care about the puzzle. I'm saying what is in you just made me rip out the teeth of a dead man to tell me that it was the gold one as the key. I could have seen that without pulling them out. It was his fucking canine tooth. As I said, everything could have played out differently. The pliers could have been for something else. You sick fucker. You just wanted to torture me. Is that what this is? The vent, the teeth, bringing up my fucking family and putting me in the room with the man who killed them. That's all this is, huh? I'm only here because you want to mess with me and not to uncover any bigger mystery. You wish. This week, dear audience, you have a new puzzle. It may look like a bunch of gibberish at first, but remember the key Alex found. And I think you will be well on your way to uncovering our second mystery. As I said, every action has consequences. How do you feel about yours, now that it's played out?
Five-Week Countdown is an audio media original production written and created by Vincent DiGianni with audio editing by Eric Howell. This season stars Chris Harris Beachy as Alexander, Rick DiGianni as Hammond, and me as Kay. To support the show or get bonus content, head to patreon.com slash countdownpod. If you're enjoying our little game, please recommend that a friend play along or leave a review on iTunes. Bienvenido a Kaiser Permanente. El doctor ya te puede ver. Verá que aunque eres muy activo, ahora te cansas más rápido de lo normal. Verá que a menudo almuerzas comida rápida. Verá que pones a tu familia primero y tu salud tiende a caer en segundo o tercer lugar. Y claro que verá que tienes el azúcar alto, igual que tu papá. En Kaiser Permanente trabajamos juntos para ver todo lo que tú eres y darte el cuidado que tú mereces. Kaiser Permanente, para todo lo que tú eres. And now a special motorcycle weather report from Progressive. Well, today you can expect lots of cloud cover with 0% chance of raining on your parade because you'll be riding your motorcycle vroom vroom. That rumbling low-pressure system beneath you should give way to a relaxing commute and a sudden urge to take the scenic route everywhere you go because, dang nabbit, you're having fun out there. That's your forecast. Back to you. This has been a special motorcycle weather report from Progressive, where every day's a beautiful day to ride with coverage from America's number one motorcycle insurer. Get a quote today and see what you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.